Hey, Joshua Segafis here. On this podcast, I teach men and women how to increase their attraction, level up their dating game, and embrace the alpha mentality. If you're sick of a dating or relationship life that sucks, stick around. This is exactly where you want to be. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, Joshua Segafis here. Listen, I just opened up my new mastermind tribe, an exclusive community where alpha-minded men and women can get the individualized coaching and guidance they need to truly level up their dating game and embrace the alpha mentality. Find it at joshuasegafis.com forward slash mastermind tribe or check below. You should find a link in the comments. It's free for the first month. And if you believe in anything I say or talk about, this is the ultimate mastermind tribe for you. Go sign up. I'll see you there and we'll crush it together. Now let's get on to today's episode. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of the Joshua Segafis YouTube and Podcast. This is the YouTube and Podcast show where we talk about how to increase your attraction, level up your dating game, and embrace the alpha mentality. I am out walking. It has been a long time since I've recorded a segment like this, just out walking, just doing my thing. Um, you know, this is a podcast-specific episode, so this, this one won't be on my YouTube channel, but I just wanted to share some more candid thoughts. I, I've been able to be a lot more candid on my YouTube channel lately because I've just felt more at home in my kind of my like YouTube studio area. However, sometimes I just still feel like the most raw and real thoughts come out of me when I'm like out walking and just kind of being alone, you know, and, and getting my exercise. So I feel like it's time for kind of a thought dump about attraction and kind of my experiences with attraction since I've been single. Now, those of you who follow my content know that, you know, I, I got out of a relationship. It's been several weeks ago. I think it's probably been like a month ago now. I got out of a pretty long-term relationship with my ex-girlfriend. We've been together for almost four years. And thankfully, like, while that was, it started off pretty... Um, chill and then it got a little bit dramatic and then thankfully that kind of wore off and it got chill again and and it's pretty wrapped up and put away now and so I feel pretty at peace with how that all went down and um, one thing we learn as we go through life is we learn how to be better humans and I definitely feel like the way that I conducted myself as a man in this relationship, while not perfect, is far, far better than I performed in my marriage, and, you know, which was before, years ago when I was young. And, and it was much better than any relationship I had been in previously. And the reason for that is because I've done a lot of self-work. I've been working on myself, striving to level up mind, body, and spirit to become the absolute best man that I can possibly be. And, and every day, that's at the forefront of my mind. Every day I'm trying to embrace the alpha mentality, minding my business, getting my money, pursuing my purpose in life, leveling up mind, body, spirit. These things are not, uh, these things are not, what's the word, negotiable for me. These are things, these are the things I live my life by and, and nothing comes first. Because as a man, that's how I create my value in the world and that's how I build a legacy that's going to live beyond me that's going to create a real difference for real humans and that's how you leave your mark on the universe right and for women the journey is very similar there are some small differences in the details but really that's a human endeavor right now 
here are some things that I've learned in the wake of my breakup that I knew beforehand, but they have been really confirmed to me. Like, like they've been seriously confirmed. I was, I was interested in seeing how my philosophies and techniques and methods and my overall like level of knowledge about dating would impact my dating life this time around being a single man and and just now entering the the uh just now entering you know the dating marketplace again as a single man now i dated non-monogamously while i was with my girlfriend but that is a um, almost an entirely different kind of thing um it's a very like the dating pool you're dealing with in that situation is often restricted because a lot of people, like <clears throat> people who are interested in long-term safety and security in a relationship are gonna be less likely to be interested in that kind of thing. So it's like, if they don't believe, you know, that there's any future in it for them, they're gonna be less likely to take it seriously, which means that you're dealing with more of like short-term mating behavior and hookups and that sort of thing, right? So, which is a lot of fun. However, it's a slightly different animal than dating for the long term, right? Uh, the commitment signals are much different. There are actually commitment signals and they actually matter in a long-term uh, commitment dating scenario. So, I, anyway, I was, I was really interested in how it would play out and I was interested in like basically how effective all of this would prove to be as I, as I go on a dating marketplace. And so it's kind of a real life case study where I'm the subject, I'm the I'm my own guinea pig as I try to, uh, you know, get out there and test my methods and just, you know, live my life and, and interact with women and, and date. And so here are some of the things that I've found, some of the things I've learned. Number one, I have found that my core life philosophy, the alpha mentality, mind your business, get your money, pursue your purpose, level up mind, body, spirit, and then become 1% better every day. That as a whole summarizes the entire philosophy. Um, dating successfully and successfully engaging in, you know, with the opposite sex and becoming sexually abundant are simply symptoms of a powerful life lived in the alpha mentality. Now this has been the core of my philosophy for you know years now. And this, like through the dark time of the breakup with my girlfriend, a lot of people who didn't, who didn't agree with me, who were taking her side when her feelings were hurt and all of this, um, a lot of people said a lot of things to me, you know, challenging me, trying to tear down my belief system, trying to tell me how, you know, I'm this horrible person, such and such. However, it was my core philosophy that helped me to navigate through all of that murky bullshit with clear vision. Now, I had a very clear and defined purpose in front of me in all of this. And my purpose was like, it remained, you know, the compass that guides my life, which is I must pursue my purpose, mind my business, get my money, pursue my purpose. And my purpose was leading me away from that relationship. It was obvious that remaining in that relationship was no longer a compliment to my purpose. And that could not be denied. There was no denying that. That was something that was very explicably obvious. Now, whether or not like it was my fault or whether I did things wrong or blah, blah, blah. Those are all, all things people try to, to come out and, you know, 
that people try to come out and make a big deal about. And it's so easy to get distracted by all of the noise, but you have to keep your purpose at the forefront of your mind. And so for me, having the ironclad, rigid foundation of my purpose built so firmly into my psyche helped me to avoid confusion and helped me to stay calm and rational when things all around me were not calm and rational. So that was a huge strength and it proved to be more valuable than I even anticipated and it, it passed the tests with flying colors. And then in the wake of my breakup, as I've moved forward, once again, it has helped me to very quickly find a new firm foundation in my life as a single man. I, it took me, you know, it, it literally took me maybe 36 hours to kind of reacclimate to life as a single man to get my, you know, to make sure that my income was going to be adjusted for, you know, for example, you know, my, my ex moved out. It was no longer going to be contributing to bills. And then my roommate moved out at the very same time. So I had to make sure that I was going to be fine on bills. It took me less than 36 hours to make sure that that was going to happen. Just from reaching out to contacts, you know, um, bringing on new clients, starting new projects, just putting that energy out there of like, hey, just so everyone knows, I'm out here. I'm a yes man right now. I'm taking all the work you can load me up with and, and I'm expanding my hours. So feel free to load me up. And, and boy, like my, my clients just really answered the call and just gave me all kinds of work. So, so the thing is, is that all of this work I've been doing to build my business, to build my mentality and see, I didn't have a victim mentality about it. I could have been... I could have been angry. I could have said, oh, you know, this is so unfair. Like, yeah, I wanted to break up with you, but I wasn't kicking you out. But now you're leaving and the roommate's leaving. Um, low key, I think the roommate left because she was like my ex's really good friend. And I think that she was kind of like, I think she was low key mad about the whole thing. So, so I, I think that's why she dipped. And she actually dipped like, like she actually dipped kind of like, right before a big bill was due that she should have like, I don't know, it, it was pretty sketch. The way that part of it went down is pretty sketchy. So I didn't really appreciate it. And it just was what it was. And uh, there's no, you know, there's no, uh, there's no really hard feelings about that. It's just, it is what it is. And see, I could have had the victim mentality, could have complained about it. Oh, poor me, this is so difficult. Now I have to come up with some extra money. But the thing is, is that no, with the alpha mentality, there's no question, I'm not gonna be a victim. I'm gonna take responsibility for my life and I'm gonna do, do the things that I need to do to make sure that my purpose is not interrupted and that I continue to move forward. And so it all just really worked. Like, you know, it, it, in, and in my mind, I was strong enough to make all those transitions. Really, to be honest, it was a very, it was a little bit stressful, but it was just nowhere near as stressful. I mean, like, can, like when you compare it to the stress I was under at the end of my marriage, I mean, it was night and day difference. My marriage was a hundred times more stressful. Like, there's no doubt. I, I pretty much didn't have much stress dealing with this situation, even with all kind of those added unforeseen complications of like, you know, my roommate dipping out at the exact same time. So, uh, you know, it really wasn't that big of an issue. Uh, 
And I'm also grateful. I'm grateful it didn't go worse because everything was amicable. Like, you know, I mean, for the most part, it was all amicable and peaceful. It could have been much worse. So, so that's just how it goes, you know. Um, so that's the first thing I noticed. Secondly, now I took a little time and I didn't, I didn't know if I wanted to date right away, but I'm a pretty gung-ho kind of guy. And, and generally when I get out of the saddle or if I get knocked out of the saddle, I want to get right back in it. So I, I kind of started online dating a bit about a week and a half, two weeks after I got out of the relationship. Mostly I was like, you know, I just want to date for fun. Just going to see what's going on. And the results I've had with online dating with virtually zero effort put in, I mean, when I talk zero effort, like, I mean, I have, I've gone out a little bit, but I haven't really been making up like a strong effort to actually meet people in real life because I've just been working so much with all the extra work. And so online dating, like literally swipe during my break on a few things, when I get messages, just kind of message back between, between um, stints at working and setting up you know, some dates when I'm gonna, when I know I'm gonna be taking time off, have some free time, you know, in the, in the evenings or something, just a couple evenings a week. And it took me, you know, so with the text game, with, you know, learning how to interact with women, how to hold masculine frame, how to vet partners. Um, I mean, it took me less than, it took me less than two weeks to achieve an abundance of, dating opportunities to where I've even started canceling some because I just am just straight up too busy like and I've had some even unforeseen dates that went you know they kind of took up more time than I expected because they were just such a good time with such a good time together so like um you know achieved sexual abundance as a single man literally within the first week of trying to date to it to a great degree which was really really good and so there's been like no there's been no issue like no long dry spell um i i thought about instituting a dry spell for myself and kind of going monk for a little while because of the just b to get my mind right after the after the breakup because i wanted to kind of process it because you know um there were a lot of feelings involved like i loved her very much and so I, I wanted to process that and so but see the thing is is that I'm a kind of a quick processor and the kind of the week I took after the relationship like I I processed a lot like I did a lot of meditating I did a lot of kind of like yoga type exercise and I basically really committed myself to just working through it reaffirming the things I believe revisiting the things I felt like maybe I did wrong and then forgiving myself for them because I did have a lot of guilt. Like, um, you know, I did deal with post breakup guilt because I felt like, I felt like there was, there was like this question in my mind of, you know, was this unfair to her? Like, did I just make a decision that's going to really negatively impact her life? And was it an irresponsible one? And the answer to that is no. Perhaps it had a negative impact in some ways, but they weren't ways that were within my responsibility. And it was truly for the better. And that's really been confirmed even by conversations we've had since, right? So there was a, there was a week where I had to really work on forgiving myself for the guilt I felt, you know, just for feeling responsible to such a high degree. 
And so that was important to do for me. Like that was a part of the processing I had to do. But so then coming out of that, you know, and then starting to date a little bit, and I just have had really, really positive experiences since. And so another thing that, that has really, well, and to summarize all that, my dating techniques from the text game to online dating, right, to, uh, to meeting up in person, going through the five overarching dating skills, approach, engagement, connection, uh, escalation and closing. I mean, just the test of using those skills in the real world with real dates, with real women, uh, it just passed the flying colors. The success rate is, is incredibly high. I mean, incredibly high. So like, and I'm not saying that to like brag or make it a thing. I'm not trying to paint like succeeding sexually with women as some kind of like bedpost marker, like a notch in the bedpost to something like some kind of vanity metric. I'm talking about the ability to interface with real women in real time in such a way that I'm able to get out of my own way and just be authentic and genuine in in experiencing connection and enjoying that connection with women like not only you know conversationally but also sexually and and with attraction and desire built in so it's just overwhelmingly positive and so it has given me such a massive renewed confidence in my abilities and in the techniques which are very simple my techniques are not difficult they are super super simple i don't run game like there's no need to run game I don't like practice pickup. There's no need to practice pickup. Um, you know, in my experience, like I don't know why I would, I don't know why I would ever try to like run game on women because I don't need to. Like it's so easy, it's so easy to generate authentic sexual connection without running game. It's just truly effortless. The whole point is to get out of your own way, right? So in that sense, it has been super, super successful. And so that really, you know, I've been happy about that. And that has made me a lot more, just like, I guess, confident in the process. And then on a personal level, also in myself, like that's been really affirming uh, experience for me. Uh, and then, okay, so moving on from that, the next thing that, that stuck out to me, that surprised me, or, or that I wanted to, I guess it wasn't a surprise, but it was something that I wanted to to know better was like working on yourself, you know, mind, body, spirit, but especially the importance of being in good shape, having a great body, right? So I've been really working on myself over the last six months. And I, and I think, I mean, like I've been walking a lot. I mean, as you know, if you listen to this podcast, I've been walking, like trying to walk two hours a day every day. Um, I've also been doing push-ups, doing, you know, just different exercises. Um, I have gotten away from the gym a little bit. I've found the gym kind of boring lately. I've been trying to do other things that interest me more. Sometimes I go to the gym. Probably going to pick back up at the gym here pretty soon, lifting weights. But I've been just kind of doing natural stuff, walking and push-ups and such and such. And see, the, for the past six months, I've really been focused on this. And I really believe that the reason... Like I felt just in my soul, it was time to get my shit together in terms of like my body 
and my like uh, you know losing my extra weight I gained during the pandemic and stuff and I think it was because intuitively I knew that the end of the relationship with my girlfriend was coming up and like I didn't really consciously I didn't really start consciously thinking about that until later on but I think there was a part of me that was preparing like preparing for the dating marketplace again and so like I started which you know that's actually something else I learned is that is that you can't get comfortable like that like there's no reason I should have gained weight during the pandemic like I should have been more on my game than that and so that's something I learned that next time I'm not going to do I'm never going to let my body get to a place where I just don't like it again you know I'm just not going to do it so so that's something I learned that I'm, I'm never going to do again. But moving beyond that, you know, I was interested in like, because I'm not in super great shape, but I am in decent shape. I still have a little bit of belly fat. My muscles aren't quite as big as I'd like them to be. Um, Style-wise, I am kind of getting my style down. I'm getting better at shaping my beard and stuff. Um, you know, I'm dressing relatively okay. I do have to go shopping, buy some nicer clothes. Straight up, I just have to do that. My 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 summer wardrobe has been white or black V-neck t-shirts and either gym shorts or like nice jeans from going somewhere nice. And then my you know, jewelry. I wear some rings, and necklaces, and stuff. And that is my aesthetic. Like that's literally my aesthetic. Has been my summer <laughs> my summer aesthetic, and it could be a lot better. So, but you know, whatever. I wear nice t-shirts and nice jeans. And, you know, it's basic but it works for me and I feel like it fits my overall vibe and I've felt comfortable in it and so so I was interested in putting that to the test and here's the thing like my body's not perfect however in a room full of men I absolutely know that I stand out and the reason being is because I am you know I am a tall man so that is genetically working to my advantage also I do have the broad shoulders and I have kind of redeveloped the the v-shaped torso you know the taper it's not perfect because I still have a little bit of extra belly fat however I've really really made a dent in like the love handle area which is really killer for hurting the v-shaped torso shape that men need to appear athletic and really trigger female attraction like I believe this I've always believed this and I'm telling you I I, I learned this and I experienced this experienced this after my marriage when I lost a bunch of weight and women started to treat me differently and the same is true this time around like about the time I started to pare down the love handles and get the belly fat like down to a more like manageable like weight and and I just started to look more athletic and lean like women started to change the way they acted toward me it's like magic so men like you can be confident you can have game you know you can be getting that money have that status wealth power you know all of that is important but i'm telling you like if you if if there is a hack to getting women to pay attention to you number one stand out and have some kind of stylish edge to you and then number two get your body weight under control get those muscles built and get that athletic body like those are the i mean those are the hacks because the thing is when i walk into a room you know i live in springfield missouri a lot of the men here have the exact same haircut. They wear the exact same clothes. You know, and they have the exact same kind of facial hair, either no beard or just a little beard. Or there are hipsters who have like wild beards that are out of control. Um, men tend to have the same exact haircut. They just kind of buzz it short. I mean, it's like cookie cutter. They all have, you know, for the most part, you know, there are some 
men, you know, around here who, who have very athletic bodies, who are strong, who, who look great. But for the most part, average guy, he's got a gut hanging out over his belt, you know, and he's got either a t-shirt on or a polo. And, you know, he just, that's just the look. That's just the look around here. And, and so many men fit into that mold. And see, when I walk into a room, I stand out. I absolutely stand out. Not only because my aesthetic is so, like, I kind of have a Viking aesthetic. So around here, that's super rare. And so it makes me stand out. And then the, I accessorize to complement it. And I dress to complement it. But also, like, I'm getting my weight under control. So to be honest, even though I'm not in perfect shape, when I'm in any given room, I'm, I'm usually in far better athletic shape than, like, you know, half the guys in the room. Sometimes I'm the most athletic guy in the room, which is actually kind of sad because, <laughs> because that means there's not much competition because I'm not nearly in the kind of shape I should be in and that I want to be in. Like in the next six months, I'll be in much better shape. So that just goes to show you how much it matters. And so to me, it was really confirmed. Like I haven't had any issue with women I connect with being attracted to me or anything like that. Now, obviously there are women who probably don't like the way I look, the, you know, so accounting for, you know, the women who, um, you know, don't match with me on dating apps or that match and never message and stuff like that. So obviously there's a, there's an issue in the sense that like, you know, not a hundred percent of women are attracted to me, but that's not really so much an issue. Uh, it's more just a given, you know, not a hundred percent of women. And see, the thing is, is that my theory is that as I get my body shaped better and I adopt uh, a more stylish kind of like, like clothing repertoire and I, I really buckle down and I make that part of my aesthetic better. My theory is that the number of women who don't match with me or who don't notice me in public will really start to decline and I'll have far more opportunities with far more women. So that's, you know, the thing. Um, that's another thing that I've learned is that, you know, appearance really matters. You've got to be on top of your game as a man. And if you are on top of your game as a man, it's glorious because women will, they'll notice you. They'll want to, you know, be around you. They'll want to go on dates with you. They'll want to go home with you because you're a good looking guy. And then if you're fun and you've got the other attraction metrics going for you, you know, wealth, status, power, tribal connections, leadership ability, being an effective man, even more so, you know, <clears throat> so so that really stood out to me as being important and, and being significant. And I guess the last thing I'll say is, you know, I've never been at this point in my life financially. Like I'm pretty financially settled. I'm not independently wealthy. I'm not getting that six figure money. However, I am making median wage income in Springfield, Missouri. So I'm in the middle of the pack in terms of the statistics. Uh, you know, I own my own home. I own my own car. Um, I do have a little debt, like I own the house and the car, I'm paying it down. Um, I have some fun money. Most of my money goes toward paying down my debt. However, I have a little bit of extra money. So for example, I can take a girl out to dinner. That's not an issue. I can take a girl to the movies. That's not an issue. Um, if we're out and I say, hey, you hungry? You want to get some food? I can buy us pizza and it's not an issue. And so... You know, and then of course I have a home I can invite them over to. I have a nice house. It's it's decorated kind of nice. It needs to, it needs work. Admittedly, I'm terrible at that sort of thing, and I need to buy some nice furniture and stuff. Um, my furniture is a little old and stuff. However, the thing is, is that I can have people over. 
Now I have no roommate, so I'm literally in the house by myself. So I can come and go as I please. I can bring women over as I please. Um, there's no nonsense, there's no weirdness. Women can come over, they can be themselves, they can hang out with me. We can drink a beer, we can have some wine, we can cook dinner. Um, we can just hang out and be natural together, you know? If we wanna, if we wanna hang out, you know, naked and walk around the house, we can and there's no weirdness. And so providing a safe and secure place for women to be themselves and to have fun is incredibly important. And I've been saying this, women value safety and security. And see, a lot of men think, oh, they're gold diggers. They want you to have a big house, blah, blah. See, my house is not big. My, my house is not fancy. My house is old and it's in a rough part of town because the plan is I'm going to flip it in three years and then I'm gonna buy a much, much nicer house. But see, here's the thing. The thing is, is that when I bring women to my house, they feel safe and they do feel secure and they know that it's a safe place and they feel like they can be themselves there and that they can interact with me in whatever way they want to without having to worry about a bunch of external bullshit. And that's what's important. And so the fact that I can facilitate that rather than being homeless or than living with my parents or even living with roommates, it really increases my success rate with women because not only do I have that space to share, but I also give off the vibe and I have that, and, and women sense that vibe about me, that I'm a man who has the potential and the power to give that space if I wish to. And so that in itself is part of the attraction metric um, for being an effective man. And so that, I mean, I'm just telling you like, I mean, I've known this for a long time. I've talked about this for a long time. I've said this in my content, but in my own life, when the rubber meets the road, when, when, the, you know, when it actually comes into play in my life as a man, it works. Like it, it absolutely works. And to be honest, it works just as well as I expected, if not better. And, and I have to say, I'm super thrilled and happy with, with it because, because this time around being a single man, I actually know how to date. I know how to have fulfilling relationships with women, right? I know how to interact with women in a positive way. I'm in sexual abundance. I am happy. My life is incredibly fulfilled. And women are absolutely a wonderful cherry on top of an already awesome cake. And that's the attitude we have to have. That's what it has to be, right? And that's what the kind of energy that's gonna draw people to you. And another thing is that I don't have to be upset if I get rejected. Women have told me no to dates, you know, even in the past two weeks, they've said no to dates. I've been, uh, I haven't been, I haven't been stood up for a date. However, you know, I have had women go ghost on me and you know, it's like whatever, it doesn't matter. It literally doesn't matter to me. And I'm not even just saying that to say it shouldn't matter. I'm saying it doesn't matter because, because I'm in sexual abundance. I have, I, I have like, there are amazing women who I spend time with, who I have a great time with, who I'm actually vetting and who I'm actually spending time with, you know, kind of exploring whether or not they would make good long-term partners. So it's real, right? I'm not going to commit, you know, um, I'm going to, I'm going to date you know, probably many high value women before I come around to eventually finding one who just really 
proves to be a long-term compliment to my life. But the fact of the matter is that I'm in the process. And so if one woman is like, no, I don't, I'm not interested. It's not a bother to me, like, because I have options as a man. And so this is also really important as men. We have to be aware that not only like, should we be generating options? But if we can't generate options, then there's work to be done on ourselves. We have to work on ourselves to be the kind of men that, that women would desire. Which means, you know, now, again, don't get it twisted. Attracting women is just a symptom of value. It shouldn't be the main focus. The main focus should be on the alpha mentality. Mind your business, get your money, pursue your purpose. Level up mind, body, spirit, and get 1% better every day. That is the formula for success. And that will produce symptoms, which will be women will find you incredibly attractive. You know, now for women, it's a slightly different, like the, that's all still true. There are some details that are a little bit different, but I'm mostly talking about myself in this case. So talking about men attracting women. And of course, if you add knowledge of the five overarching dating skills to that, you know, um, learn how to approach, engage, connect, escalate and close with women you just you'll wrap it up you'll just that will be the end of your dating problems for the rest of your life you will never again have a problem attracting beautiful high value women to you and having great experiences with them or achieving sexual abundance like that problem will disappear from your life and will never come back and that's the power of it and then you can put you can slap a you know, you can slap a ribbon on that box, the box being your relationship life, and you can say, you know, I've accomplished this. I, I've succeeded at this. This is no longer a negative thing in my life or a problem. This is now something that just adds positivity and fulfillment to my life. It's an asset in my life in every sense of the word. And that's the value that comes from understanding how to be a high-value, attractive man. All right, that's going to be it for this one. Go with grace, my friends. Never give up your power. This is Josh Segafis signing off. Thank you for listening. Make sure to visit www.joshuasegafis.com. Catch you on the flip side.